Favorite songs right now. You all are gonna love this. We'll put a little bit of this in there and go in. And that is Loading by Bad Boy, featuring Bad Boy Teams and Olamide. Nija Afro pop, Afro beats is so hot right now, uh, not only in the U.S., but also in Nigeria and Africa. And if you are tuning in from Nigeria and Africa, because we usually have guests from there, please show us some love in the comments. And shout out to the homie Terrence, who's already excited about today's episode. Terrence, we got to get you on the show, Terrence. Let me know so we can get you on the show in the future, man, because I love your enthusiasm. With that said, today I'm talking to a special guest that I'm super excited 
to, to be speaking with. And, you know, without further ado, because I, I, I want to, I want to, because she's just, I just, I have high vibrations from her as soon as we started chatting and, and she got on the show. And Mrs. Jennifer McClure is helping leaders leverage, influence, and create maximum impact. Yeah, you heard that right. Yep. She thinks that most leaders think it's too difficult, if not impossible, to create change. But he, she's here to tell you that you can actually cope rather than influence. Yep, yep. I, she helps leaders embrace the future of work and leverage the influence to create positive, lasting change. And that sounds like my kind of woman, because that's all we talk about on this show, the future of work, and then, you know, some pop culture related things. But I'm super excited to speak with her because I think she has the piece for any leader, the, the, the framework. If you are looking to lead your life, lead successful teams, high-performing teams, but more importantly, be able to cope with change in crazy times, such as what we're still experiencing with COVID-19 still on the loom and loose. With that said, I'm going to be sharing Jennifer's website in the comments so you can check her out. And we're really just going to dive deep in her background, you know, how she became a leadership development guru, coach, and someone, someone that's helping people achieve maximum impact, not only in their professional careers, but through others, which is really, really important. So we're going to dive deep on that, Terrence. If you know someone that wants to tune in on the show, please invite them now, share this webcast, livecast to whatever social channels you're tuning in from, whether it be Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. With that said, let's go on, go on ahead and bring on Jennifer to the show. Hey, Jennifer. Hello. Nice to see you today. Welcome to Guide Live, Jennifer. It's nice to have you today. How are you doing? I'm, I'm having a great day today. The sun came out and that always starts the day off, but there's also a lot of opportunity out there. And so I'm excited to start a new week and see what impact I can make. Oh, I love it. You see, that's the enthusiasm that all leaders need to have. That That's the enthusiasm as I try to have with uh, our teammates at Guy, right? Like always have a positive abundance mindset. So Jennifer, you're tuning in from Ohio, which is cold right now, but you said it's thawing. How, how long are you living in, in Ohio? I've been in Ohio for 26 years. I'm originally from Tennessee. It's a little bit warmer. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a long time. So what brought you out to Ohio? What, what's, what's well, it's so a long story. Ex-husband worked for Procter & Gamble, and so we had to come to the mothership. So somehow I stayed and orbited around the mothership, and he left. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, with, with the work that you do, you know, Jennifer, you know, how long have you been helping leaders with know, improving the executive presence, as well as kind of build it and lead high-performing teams. Sure, I guess since the day I started working, I hope, you know, always having an opportunity to influence people. But I did start my own business in 2010 as a professional speaker, trainer, and an executive coach. So I think, you know, full-time professionally since 2010, that's what I've been focused on. Yeah, no, and it's, it's powerful because, you know, you in order to coach executives and lead them, you really have to have been in that in that position before. And I'll tell you, I've been in rooms with, with leaders and executives. I'm like, has anyone coached you? Has anyone helped you? Like, you know, they're fresh off, you know, going from middle layer management positions to eventually leadership roles. And I, I kind of want to dive deep on that with you, you know, because I meet a lot of leaders. I've seen a lot of leaders. And even with us at, at, at Guy, we're a small team, but we're a high performance team. Right. We, we have our own leadership model. You know, what are some of the types of leadership models that you think successful leaders can implement to lead better teams? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know that I subscribe to any particular model more mm. than really just focusing on loving your people and loving mm. what you're there to do. It's really about do you have a vision? 
if you're at the very top, you know, for the company, if you're part of the leadership team, are you all bought into the vision for the company? But then I think you have to have your own vision for success. Um, you know, how does your vision contribute to that overall vision? And then making sure that your people feel a connection to what you're there to do. You know, so that means you have to get to know your people, whether you supervise two or 200. Uh, you've got to find a way to make that vision personal to them. And so that means spending some time getting to know them and what their goals are and working with people to help them see how they can have an impact on the goals, even if they're an entry level employee who's in their first week. Oh, my goodness. Jennifer, you're speaking my language because, you know, one of the one of the, the most important things I've noticed in my career is that I've met leaders who uh, who can't connect the vision to the people. Right, can make it meaningful, which is really important. And, and I'll share a little quick tidbit on this. For me, I used to work with top companies, and there was one company in which I worked in, and I was on a team that was super toxic. I mean, every day you go to work, it felt like it was a slave ship. And then there was one day I just realized, like, no one here is doing meaningful work. Everyone here is just coming to work and produce, which leads to burnout. It leads to you know teams actually breaking up and going to other teams and things like that. And all of it can be prevented if it was actually having leaders show more care for their people. Mm -hmm. And I think you, you kind of hit it there, meaningful work. Um, so making sure that you provide meaningful work. And I mm -hmm. always like kind of pick on the people. I need to meet someone who works in like uh, a meat processing plant. Because <laughs> that's what I pick on in terms of, you know, you've got to find a way to make the work meaningful, even in a meat processing plant. So how do you help your employees see that what they do is important and vital? You know, and so examples of great kind of purpose statements, like I don't know if it's still their, their, um, their statement, but for Johnson, for John Deere, which when I think of John Deere, I think of green tractors because uh, I grew up on a farm, but John Deere makes all kinds of, you know, farming equipment, lawnmower equipment, et cetera. And their purpose statement was that they, they make machines that help feed the world. Mm. You know, so if you're on the factory line making tractor parts, you might not have connected to the fact that those tractors then go into the fields to farm corn that feeds the world, you know? So how can you as a leader get to exactly what you said? The work that we do is meaningful. Mm. The magic of leadership is finding a way to get people to see the meaning in their work, no matter how small. Mm, 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 mm. That's so powerful. You know, for you as a leader, when did you realize that that's it, right? Connecting the work to the meaning, and then you started leading teams around that, or even educating leaders on that? Um, I'm sure that I. I think I'm wired that way in general, but I know my last corporate role before I, I transitioned into, um, I went to executive search for a few years before starting my own business. But in my last corporate role, I joined a company that was a turnaround situation. Mm. Um, and I was leaving a company that I was very happy. It was a Japanese owned organization. And so we kind of subscribed to the lifetime employment. Um, and so I knew I was working in a great place where I had a great job. Uh, we were world-class in a lot of ways. And I got recruited to a company that was none of those things. <laughs> it was an old company, over a hundred years old, but it was about to go bankrupt, uh, had been heavily unionized. Um, so in the past, there was a lot of contention between management and the employees. And 
a new CEO joined the team, uh, had a vision for where the company could grow and go and become more than just an iconic brand, but become an iconic brand that was creating meaning and impact out there in the world. And he sold me, again, person who was very happy in the company I was working at, wasn't looking to leave, on the opportunity to join an executive team who was helping to change the culture and the financial situation of the company that would ultimately change the lives and impact the employees. Mm. So that vision was powerful enough that tearfully, literally I was crying. I accepted the offer. I'm like, I don't want to accept this offer. Um, (laughs) But I felt like I could, his vision was so clear for what we could do together to make a great impact. I couldn't walk away from it. Mm. And then coming there and working with him and the other members of the team to actually do that work, it was hard work. Um, It was sometimes unpleasant work. The employees didn't trust us. And so I was coming from an organization again where people were first and people trusted leadership and to come into the exact opposite environment. I had to lean back on that vision every day. I had to be like, I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to gain their trust. I'm here to gain their trust so that we can change the world together. We can't change the world if we're fighting and at odds. And so it helped me to really see how his vision and how he successfully communicated it through the executive leadership team out into the organization. He was known to walk through both the corporate office and out on the factory floor in the manufacturing environment and really just talk to people and show them that he cared and that the vision that he had for the company wasn't just words, that he actually wanted to change their lives and make them better. And we did that. And we only did that because he cast a great vision and rallied everyone around it. And so it helped me to see how critical it is for leaders to have a vision for the company to have a vision for their team and to have a vision for themselves. Wow, that's so powerful. You know, and you know, you're speaking, you're really speaking to my heart because I think for one of the things I often tell our team is that we, you know, we're creating a vision in present day. You know, often when we talk about vision, it's almost as if like a lot of visionaries or a lot of leaders think that a vision is 10, 20, 30 years out. No, vision can happen right now and you kind of have to bring the vision to a present state on what can we change now. And I actually think that's a really powerful mental model. I want to show love to Sarah Rogers, who is saying, thank you for your talk. I would love to hear your opinion on leadership and maintaining empathy. What are your thoughts on this, Jennifer? Yeah, I think empathy is critical. If I recall, I believe seeing something that like 2021 is the year of empathy um, for leaders. I don't know who said that, but but I subscribe to that. Uh, And we've seen that over the last year with what we've all been through and the way work has changed and the companies and the leaders that have been able to successfully move through. Empathy is critical because we have to see the world as others see it. We have to see that the actions we take and the impact on others, but we also have to consider that when we're making decisions. Now, does that mean that you don't do something that is maybe going to negatively impact others? Not necessarily but you have to understand the impact that you're creating and either get out in front of those potential negative impacts or even positive impacts and let people know that you see them because you're going to need them, whether it's your customers or your employees. Not every decision that we make as leaders is popular, Mm. but we have to be thinking about how other people receive it, feel it, that, oh, what's in it for me? You know, how does it affect them? 
and get out in front of things ideally to both make sure that we bring people on board or that we keep people on board. So I think empathy is critical for leaders of all stripes. And that's why emotional intelligence comes in. Sarah, great question. Uh, Sarah, hopefully, <laughs> it sounds like Sarah, you're doing a lot to, to maintain your empathy as a leader. So thank you for asking that amazing question. You know, one of the most popular articles you've written, Jennifer, which is really quite fascinating, the four traits of teachable leaders. And it's like, that is one of my favorite posts. It didn't get yeah. as much traction as I would like to see, but I think that's one. <laughs> I don't know if you remember them, but you know, we have we have them here. We share them in the comments for people to, to read. But you know, what would be one trait that really you believe teachable leaders need to incorporate um, so they can des demonstrate to their people that they don't that they don't have all the answers. Mm. Um, that the best answers typically come from seeking out the varied perspectives and opinions of others. Now, that's not to say you lead by consensus or that you don't make decisions before you go out and ask everybody what they think about it. But making sure that you're reading the room or that you are taking the temperature from key people um, and that you're out there seeking different perspectives, especially we we, we know how important diversity is. and how we see it every day, companies that make mistakes because they don't um, consider the impact of their decisions on different types of people in different groups. And so I think it's really, really important for leaders to always be looking to others when making decisions to learn, to grow. Um, you know, that leader that I mentioned that, that cast a great vision for the company that I joined, he was notorious for saying he wanted to be the least intelligent person in the room. Now, I don't know that I necessarily want to be the least intelligent person in the room, um, but I think what he meant by that, the way I interpreted it was, is that he wanted to be the one that didn't, he wasn't looking at himself to have the answers for everything. He wanted other people in the room to have answers and to bring them forward. And so I think that's critical. Hmm. You know, it, it, it's so powerful because what we often see when it comes to what's modeled as great leadership is that the leader has all the answers. The leader's always forecasting the vision. And, you know, one of the things I truly believe, Jennifer, and I love that you touched on is that vision can be co-created, but it starts with listening. And I think you mentioned it, empathy. Um, you know, for you, who have been some of the leaders in your life, Jennifer, that maybe have inspired you in, in your leadership style, or that you often refer people to, to think about when it comes to kind of forming that? Um, I'd say every leader that I've ever worked for, um, both good and bad has certainly influenced my leadership style. I think you have to see, well, you don't have to, but it's helpful to see some of both, you know, to see people who are leading well and to try to model those behaviors, but it's also helpful to see people who are not leading well or to know what it felt like. Um, that helps you have empathy for other people who are maybe in poor leadership situations to be able to refer back to when you had a poor leader. So while I wouldn't go out and seek working for a poor leader, I think there's value to be to be taken from that. But you know, to use one person as an example, the the person that I worked for when I left the corporate world, and as I said, I transitioned into executive search for about four years and just worked with probably one of the most impactful people in my life. And he was a true is a true servant leader, someone who seeks to serve lead by serving others, whether that's helping them to connect with resources, understanding their needs and helping them to connect with that. So it wasn't about him first or even his company first. It was 
really focusing on individuals and how he could support and help them. And through that, his business flourished because he was seen as, you know, a relationship builder, as the person that you needed to know, as the person who helped me, you know, uh, way back when. And so it helped me to see that leadership isn't always about being out front. It can sometimes be just as effective to lead from behind. Mm. You are indeed, Jennifer. You are going deep on the show. You know, I, it's such an honor to have you on the show because I think that uh, often, you know, I talk to a lot of people, a lot of creative people, a lot of leadership-centric people, but it's your type of wisdom that I often love hearing uh, on the show because it, it hits home and it hits the heart. So thank you so much, Jennifer. You know, to touch a little bit on, on your background, you know, how can the people follow you who are listening, uh, follow you in your movement in helping leaders achieve maximum impact? Sure. Well, you can find all things Jennifer McClure at jennifermcclure.net. I also have a podcast. Who doesn't? But I like my podcast. I think it's one of the most well-kept secrets out there. And I'd like for it not to be such a secret. It's called Impact Makers with Jennifer McClure. And on there, I talk to people who I think are out there making an impact in the world. And I'm always surprised to learn new things about those people. And uh, their stories and their journeys. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and LinkedIn at Jennifer McClure. And I tend to share thoughts and feelings and pictures of my horses and travels there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Her favorite things. So shout out to Sarah who's saying, it seems as many of us have a sudden idea of leadership as a hierarchy situated in power through intelligence, money, etc. Could you define leadership from your perspective of humanitarian community oriented view? Oh, another great question. Sarah's on fire. Hopefully she's been on your podcast on your, your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I I agree. We tend to think of leadership as a position on an org chart or having people that report to you, but really true leadership is about going first, um, being willing to make hard decisions, uh, reaching out to others and seeing how you can help them. I mean, my mother. Uh, who passed away uh, last year. Um, I would call her a real leader, although I don't think she ever in her life held a job where people reported to her. But she was very active in her community, in her church, and with the people that were in her circle that she came across. And she showed leadership by reaching into people's lives. You know, whether that was a person on the street that she just met that she saw a need, she would reach into their life and help them, or she would reach into their life and connect them with others. And she did the same thing in her work. Again, it was about connecting, I think, again, that kind of servant leadership approach. So it's, it's a great point to make that leadership isn't about a hierarchy. It really is uh, a way of being. So if I consider myself a leader, does that mean every time I'm in a group situation that I need to be the one talking or I need to be the one making decisions? No. Um, and actually, good leaders won't always do that. Uh, it's really about if I'm in a group situation that I'm looking around and saying, okay, in the situation that we're in, who do I need to make sure that they're speaking, you know, that I'm calling out the quiet voice in the room if I think they have something to add to this. So leadership really is, I think, kind of having that 360 degree view. What does the world and the people that I encounter today need from me, from my skill set, from my experience, and how can I bring that forward? Wow. And that's spoken from a next level leader in Jennifer. So if you are tuning in and listening right now, you want to take your game to the next level, become more high performance in your leadership, stop also leading others to others. 
definitely check out jennifermcclure.net. Jennifer, it's what an honor to have you. We have to have you back on. I, you know, like, are, do you, are you are you writing a book? Because I would love to have you back on in your next book release. Well, you know, it's one of those things during the pandemic. You're like, well, this would be the per- well, perfect time to write a book. And the book did not <laughs> happen during the last year of the pandemic. So maybe coming out of the pandemic with all the hope and change that's ahead of us in the future, uh, the book is on its way, hopefully, yes. Love it, love it. Well, we would love to have you back on, Jennifer. And thank you so much for, for coming on and showing us so much love today. All right, thank you. Talk soon. And that was the amazing Jennifer McClure on the show, Guide Live, the hottest B2B jam session, not only in the South, not only in the West, not only in the North, not only in the East, but in the world. It's official. There is no, I don't think there is any other B2B jam session. Not that I know about, but if there is, please let me know. (laughs) We'll check them out and be inspired by what they're doing as well. With that said, thank y'all so much for all the love around Big Black Tea. Shout out to Forbes, Forbes Us, hashtag Forbes Us. Hashtag next 1000. That is still a surprise to us. The team is still thrilled about it. I'm still personally thrilled about it. Didn't even realize Forbes was paying attention to all of the cool work that we were doing in terms of the movement that we're leading and how we're rethinking business. So shout out to Forbes for really highlighting our movement. And also Guide D2. We are updating. We are refreshing. We are in a state of iteration. Yup, yup. Guide D2. We've launched our new logo. Let us know your thoughts. What do you think about it? I'm getting really great feedback from our customers and our community already. They feel it. It's just a much more aligned, a much more focused version of Guy. And we're making a lot of changes as well internally to make sure that we're operating even at a better scale in service of our community. So check out Guy Live. Um, check, I'm sorry, check out guidegroup.com and check out our new logo. I've done some publications on it on my LinkedIn, on my Instagram, and also my Twitter. So let us know your thoughts. Are you feeling it? Are you not feeling it? Give us your thoughts. Let us know. We'll work with you. We're always in a state of co-creation. That's our motto. And as always, our platform is your platform in this new age of work. Let me know what y'all are tuning in into. You know, if something's going on in pop culture, if something is going on in tech, let me know in the comments and we'll touch on it in a future episode this week. Uh, We have some really awesome guests coming up this week. I'm super excited. I'm not going to tell you who, but let us know. In addition to that, we have new inventory for Big Black Teeth. It's here. It's now. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. We are going to be shipping those things out because the demand is going crazy. Uh, and we have a few things that we're also um, coming coming out with with Big Black Tea as well, such as our revenue share program for our affiliates. So check out BigBlackTea.com. We have our rev share program live. In iteration, improvements are being made. But you can join. You make money selling Big Black Tea to your friends. Referring it to your friends, and more importantly, we'll support you in that with our community. And our community is growing every single day. So definitely make sure you check out BigBlackT.com. One, to find some peace in the moment, but more importantly, to be a part of generational wealth that we're creating with our partners, with our customers. Once a partner, always a partner. So shout out to Sarah for tuning in. Shout out to Jennifer for joining us. And shout out to the homie Terrence McCray coming on the show today. Appreciate you, Terrence. All kinds of love from you, man. If you are creating something, if you are a creator, if you are an educator, if you love, you're passionate about inspiring people with your knowledge, please, 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 sign up to guidegroup.com. Sign up to be a creator. We would love to have you as a creator. We're still in beta. We're still building. The platform is still being built, always in a state of iteration. But our team is doing amazing. It's going to be a big year for us. 
the Forbes next 2000, the Forbes next 1000 piece was huge for us in terms of, you know, people now seeing what we're doing. Uh, we've been doing this for quite some time. But that next 1000 piece has been just game changing for us. And the attention we're getting is surreal right now. So please, please, please show us some love um, at guygroup.com. Because if you're a creator, we're building our platform for creators by creators and independently owned. This is God. This is us. So please show us some love at guygroup.com and sign up to be a creator. Get on the wait list. We'll bring you into our community. All right, y'all. That's it for God Live today. Hope you're taking care of yourselves. Hope you're sipping in peace, drinking tea or drinking water, whatever it is. Stay healthy. And as always, live in abundance. Talk soon, y'all.